Yeah. Welcome to the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. Welcome to the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone, baby. I've been free to do whatever I want. Yeah. Make the shows I want anywhere I want, with whom I want, in, in any style I want. So I, at first, I don't know any other way. And by now, I won't have it any other way. Life is good. Why settle for less? Yeah. Don't do it, baby. Do not settle for anything less than the very, very best, baby. That's what you deserve. Be open to experience. Be willing to try new things. Don't have a rigid plan. Accept random acts of hospitality without judgment or fear. Don't be afraid to wander. Wander. Don't be afraid to eat a bad meal. You know, if you don't risk the bad meal, you'll never get the magical one. But I think most important, be humble. Be grateful. 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 Before I started traveling, I thought that the human race as a whole would turn on itself at any moment. You know, venal, petty, cruel, arbitrary. And it's true that all of those things exist in this world, but... I meet mostly pretty nice people doing the best they can, often under very, very difficult conditions. I met a lot of very nice people who've done very, very bad things that conflict with my deeply held conceptions of justice or sexual equality or acceptable practice or religious views. There are a lot of gray areas in travel. But I think that on balance, the world is filled with people doing the best they can, you know? Best, best they can, you know? Be humble. Be grateful. 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 Yeah. What the heck? Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. 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 What is cracking, baby? How you doing? How you doing? Welcome to MAZ. Welcome to that Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone, baby. Here, deep, 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 deep down, deep in the heart of YouTube. You know, deep in the heart of YouTube, we're here. We set up this place, baby. We set up a beautiful place, and and unlike certain. Certain nouveau nations, we're not changing, we're not going to pretend we're not an autonomous zone, we're not going to suddenly pretend we're like a protest area or something because we suddenly got screwed. Heck no, this is the meaning wave autonomous zone, you know, and uh, that's what's up. And I'm glad you're here. Welcome, 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 one and all, welcome to the place, welcome to the best place on earth, welcome to the best place on earth. I'm very glad you're here. I'm very glad you're here, you know, uh, there's nowhere else I would rather be, and uh, there's no one else I'd rather have here. Than you, you know, excuse me, I'm just tweeting my link. Uh, that song went by so fast, and I realized why it's because I played an early version of it. 
what's very exciting about you know this space this place is like you get to hear all the you get to hear unreleased stuff you get to hear demo versions of things and sometimes it's just because i mislabeled an mp3 like then i didn't even realize i was playing the uh first demo version of that song but i was that was akira the dun and anthony bourdain be humble be grateful you know and i'm very very grateful today i'm very 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 grateful grateful to uh ungrateful to grateful to the gods you know grateful to the gods definitely the gods gave me they gave me your humble neighborhood wave lord you know they gave me everything i needed you know to do what i needed to do they did i didn't realize it for a long time and uh, and now i do and uh, they gave me that too you know grateful to the ancestors the ancestors who uh who, who created this this miracle of a society in which we dwell. You know, this miracle of a society in which we dwell. That was the ancestors who did that. That was, uh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I mean, I've been doing my bit, you know, to regulate the vibes and all that sort of thing, but I didn't create the, the whole society. I didn't. That was the ancestors. So I'm very grateful to the ancestors, you know. And uh, I'm very grateful to uh, the people who run my local uh, CVS, you know, after they got uh, looted. Uh, after they got looted by the zombie hordes, uh, you know, the zombie hordes took all the hair bleach. All of the bleach of the hair. All of it. There was none left. They left all the brown hair dye. They left all the red hair dye. But they took the blonde. They took the bleach. I don't know why. I don't know if they're using it to make bombs or something. I don't know what's going on there. I don't really think about it too hard. But uh, I'm very grateful because the guys at CVS restocked and I was able to... They only restocked with one packet for some reason. I guess maybe they found one out back. But it was there when I was able to bleach my hair. And today, brothers and sisters, today for the first time since February 2020, the long, long, long ago, those final hours, those final hours before uh, before the, uh, what do you call it, the Tom Hanks disease? You know, before the Tom Hanks disease, that beautiful concoction of uh, the communist Chinese and Bill Gates and Tom Hanks or whoever it was. Ask Norm MacDonald, I'm not a doctor. Uh, you know... Before that whole situation, me and Hercules, we went and got haircuts, cuts of the hair, you know? We felt good. We felt good, baby, and that was a long time ago, and recently I've been feeling like a goddamn bum. Feeling like a goddamn bum, and so is Hercules, but today we went and got haircuts on Melrose. Haircuts on Melrose. Melrose is the town in uh, the uh, the road in L.A. that we live on, just off of, you know? Popular road used to be, anyway, used to be very popular amongst the hype beasts until the zombie hordes came and trashed it. They trashed it, and now it's all boarded up, uh, boarded up windows and shut shops for the most part, and delivery robots. We saw a delivery robot today. When I was a kid and I thought about delivery robots in the future, they were a lot more aesthetically pleasing than the delivery robots I saw today, which is basically a little wagon. It's just like a little wheeled wagon with, uh, with like a face painted on the front. <laughs> That she was. So it's basically like a remote control car or something, I guess, but with like wagon wheels. And it's out delivering people's postmates on its own. You know, Hercules was very interested in it. That's my son. He like runs up to the thing, goes, Oh, hi, hi. The thing just beeped at him coldly. It stopped and just went, You know, Hercules said, Can I pet it? I said, No. No, you shouldn't pet that thing. You don't know where it's been. You don't know what it's up to. You don't know if it's a robot. That might be, uh, you know, that might be a sleeper agent, you know, of the communist Chinese. It might turn, it, it might transform, it might be a transformer. You know, the transformers, they were aliens. 
You know, people think about the Transformers, they think heroic robots. They were aliens. You know, they came down and they pretended to be other things. They were sneaks. They were sneaky agents of an alien power. They came down and pretended to be cars and Walkmen. Walkmans. Is it Walkmen or Walkmans? Walkmen or Walkmans. That's what those Transformers were up to. Transformers. You know, uh, that's what they were. Oh, shout out to uh, Skepta, by the way. I've got to pull this record up. I think Skepta, Grime MC Skepta's mad woke now, right? But like seven years ago, he had a song called uh, Transvestites. And it went, Transvestites, man damn in disguise. Transvestites, more than meets the eyes. Like that. It was a grime song based around the Transformers theme about uh, fellows dressing as ladies. You know, little was he to know that in a couple of years that would be completely unacceptable. You know, and now he's very woke, of course. He's very, very woke. Woking around on his Instagram, all woke with his eyeballs, eyes sort of propped open by matchsticks, I imagine. And he's probably had to apologize for that song. I don't know. I haven't paid attention. I haven't looked. But either way, we got haircuts. Yeah, we did. And to get those haircuts was... Uh... Well, first off, you can't just walk into the hairdressers anymore. You've got to stand outside, and then someone comes out, and they check if you've got the Tom Hanks disease. And the way they check if you've got the Tom Hanks disease is they shoot you with a gun. They do. They literally have, like, a gun thing in their hand. Hercules goes, what the heck? What is this, Dada? So like, don't worry, boy. Then I thought, what do you mean, don't worry, boy? I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what's in this gun. Yeah, but apparently it's to check your temperature. It's a, it's a, check, it's a temperature-checking gun, you know? And they held it to my head. And I said, don't worry, Herky, it's just to check if, you, if you've got a brain. And then, then she clicked it and it didn't work. And she said, oh, it's not working. And Hercules thought that was quite funny. Because I suppose the uh, intonation was that I didn't have a brain. She wasn't even trying to be funny, Earth, but things stopped working. Maybe I'm not real. Maybe I don't have a temperature. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, you know, they checked if we had Tom Hanks disease. And we didn't have Tom Hanks disease, no. We didn't even slightly have Tom Hanks disease. So they let us in. We had to wear masks, face masks, masks of the face. Luckily, I had mine, you know. I got my meaning away face masks. You know, we're, we're all cool. We're groovy. Mine says, good. Good. Someone said to me, why does your face mask say good? I said, well, is that, what is that? A trick question. What's wrong with you? You know? We saw someone, Hercules saw someone at Astro Burger the other day. He had a Jocko t-shirt on. He got very excited. You know Jocko? He reads me bedtime stories. Wrong Jocko. The guy doesn't get it. Have you never heard the Warrior Kid podcast, mister? You know, that's Jocko's finest podcast. Did you not know? Did you not know that's Jocko's finest podcast? Uncle Jake reading your stories, you know? Anyway, we got haircuts. We got haircuts. And guess what happened? Like, uh, the lady said, Hercules, to Hercules, like, how do you want your haircut? And he goes, like Dada. And I have never felt more pride. I've never felt simultaneously as loved and respected as I did in that moment when my little seven-year-old son turned to the hairdresser and he was getting his first haircut in months and months and I said he could get whatever haircut you wanted whatever haircut you want son I thought he was going to get one of those stupid YouTuber haircuts you know because he likes those YouTubers and they've all got that one haircut where it's like it's a bit like Justin Bieber 10 years ago it's, just, it's like it's like an emo thing it's like a tidy emo thing they've got the side fringe what's it and all that business I honestly thought he was going to ask for one of them and he still looked at the hairdresser with his big beautiful eyes and he said like dada like my dad <laughs> she went you sure she came over to me she goes you sure he says he wants a haircut like you I thought you wanted to keep it long said she if my boy wants to look like his papa yo when I was a kid right uh, when I was a boy like my old man had us all 
have I'm the oldest of four boys, right? I've got three little brothers, and there's a photo of us. It's legendary. I should find it. I should find it one of these days and uh, bring it up, you know, because uh, we all got the same haircut. It's not that dissimilar to mine now. We all got these mullets, you know, and that was my dad's haircut. We all got my dad's haircut, but he made us all have his haircut. We didn't want it. We expressly tried not to have it. We didn't want that damn haircut, and he made us all get his haircut so we could all look like him. I didn't want my boy to have my haircut. I didn't even think about it. My boy chose to model himself on his father. Do you, know how, do you know what a beautiful feeling that is, brother, sister? Do you know what beautiful feeling that is to have your son uh, look up to you in such a fashion? Beautiful feeling, yes, it is. Of course, then we got home and I'm doing some pull-ups, you know, because you should do some pull-ups, particularly in front of your son, you know, because then he'll want to do pull-ups. But then he's like, Dada, you should have me on your back when you're doing pull-ups. So I said, all right, feeling quite proud of myself in a fatherly fashion. You're all right, good, yes, yes. So I have him strap himself into my back. <laughs> Yo, I managed one pull-up with my son strapped to my back. He is seven. You know, he's a big he's a big rock of a thing, you know. Uh, you know, they're heavy, them seven-year-olds. They've eaten a lot of food. Across seven years, that's a lot of food. You know, they're quite dense. they also got a lot of ideas in them, you know. Quite densely packed with ideas. Ideas are heavy. You know that. Anyway, though, I managed one pull-up, and he wasn't very impressed by that. He's like, Dada, you need to set a goal. I said, all right, by Friday, we'll be able to do two. He said, I think you should do ten, Dada. I said, all right, five. So now I've got to be able, work, be able to do five pull-ups with him on my back by Friday. Otherwise, I'll lose all, the res- all of his respect. And he'll want a new haircut. Damn. Thing is, though, right? Here's the main thing. The main thing is we got haircuts and we feel good. And damn, baby, if we weren't taking haircuts for granted back in February 2020... Oh my goodness, we was taking so much for granted. War being able to go get coffees without a mask on. We took that for granted. Haircuts, restaurants, not having your shop smashed up by lunatics. Uh, not having like your auntie espouse the same crazed ideology that those morons at university do. We took so much for granted. That's last year, all the things we took for granted. We took Jordan B. Peterson for granted. We thought he'd always be around. So he'd always be there to say smart things. No, no, don't take things for granted. If you love something, be grateful for it right now. If you if you love someone right now, tell them they're great. If you love your nan, ring her up and say, I love you, nan. She might die. Mine died. She died on Christmas. I thought I was going to talk to her on Christmas Day. No, no, I did not get to talk to my nan on Christmas Day. She was dead. She was dead. I did not get to see her again. I thought I would get to go back. To, I thought I was going back to the UK this year to get a new visa. I was. I thought I was going to be able to celebrate my mum's birthday. You know, I thought I'd be able to see my nan, celebrate my mum's 60th birthday, celebrate some other people's birthdays. Lots of people in my family are having birthdays together. We were going to, like, rent a castle or something, you know? You can rent castles dead cheap in the UK. They've got loads of them. They're all over the place. Castles everywhere. 2,000 years old, just lying around. We thought we were going to do that. No. No airplanes. We took so much for granted, brother, sister. So much we took for granted. I say no more. I say we should... Uh, what's the opposite of taking things for granted? What is? The, what would you say that is? What would you say, chat? What would you call that? We need a term for it, you know? There's got to be a term for it. Um, you know, but I think we should definitely be celebrating things way more. We should definitely be shouting people out way more. You know, a lot of people go on Twitter and they just moan about things. How about you go on Twitter and you go, Yo, Tim Westwood, thank you for introducing me to rap music, aged eight. You know, find an actor that was good in a movie you liked and so just say, thank you very much. That was dead good. 
You know, find someone who wrote something good or great even and thank them. Go, go, you know, thank the people while you can thank them. They might die. People die all over the place. They're always dying They're all the time. And we might try and deny death in our weirdo new world where we try and stop people from dying by denying them life. You old people, there's no way you're allowed to die. You must not die. You must live for another six months, but you're not allowed to see anybody. You're not allowed to cuddle anyone or hug anybody. You've got to stay in this room on your own. But that's, that's, worth, every, that's worth destroying our society over. Yes, it is. We're very smart. Obviously, obviously, I'm being sardonic, and that's, that's retarded. But, but, we are broadcasting life in the peak of recorded human civilization. We are going through some things, brother, sister, but uh, it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, we just got to sort a few things out, you know what I mean? And one of the ways we sort those things out is via an extreme and radical gratitude. Gratitude! We gotta be grateful. We gotta look around and look at what damn, look at all this cool shit we've actually got and be grateful for it so then we hang on to it. So we don't allow it to be destroyed by morons and lunatics. Damn. Gratitude. You yeah. are. that 400 trillion to one thing, I'm grateful. Straight up. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, you might have not been born, right? Like, your dad could have been late to the apartment that day. I'm some real shit. Like, I don't think people contextualize perspective. Like, what? Like you're alive. Like you're alive. You could have been a tree. You could have like like right like this is cool. Like life is good. Life is good. Like it's cool to have one. It's cool to have one. Life is good. Life is good. Like it's cool to have one. That's number one. One of the biggest things for me is being the bigger person. I hate conflict. Yeah. Ironically, like I'm a tough guy when I have the mic and nobody else can talk, but in real life, I like like happiness and vibes and like I've eaten shit my whole life. Yeah. You stole hundreds of thousands of dollars for me in the liquor store. Like I found a way for him not to go to jail for a long time. Like, you know, like just being the bigger person has been a core principle of mine. Not valuing money over family and like happiness has been huge fuck money. Like really. Fuck money. You cannot care about money more when you don't care about what people think about your money. You know? Life is good. Life is good. Like it's cool to have one. It's cool to have one. Life is good. Life is good. Like it's cool to have one. That's the one. Patience. Holy shit, I'm gonna live four more full lives. And no matter how crazy what I think about right now is, and like what I want to accomplish on or off the field, I got four fucking lives to do it. You guys know Grey Goose? The guy who invented that as an entrepreneur invented it at 78. 78 years old. You know? That's life. Like, you could do everything wrong, have every dream you've ever had fucked up, Blame it on other people, the girl fucked it up, that injury fucked it up, coach fucked it up. Blame everybody, have everything go wrong, be 57 years old, and still have fucking 40 years to make it right. It's crazy, honestly. Like, if there was some crazy yeah. new drug that I could, like, inject in you that gave you perspective of time, that's the drug I would give you. Straight up. Life is good. Life is good. Like, it's cool to have one. It's cool to have one. Life is good. Life is good. Like it's cool to have one. That's the one. Life is good. Life is good. Like it's cool to have one. It's cool to have one. Life is good. 
Life is good. This is cool. Like it's cool to have one. That's the more. Yeah. It makes you optimistic. Yeah, baby. People are sitting here dwelling already. Dwelling already. Fuck, I shouldn't have come to Rutgers. Fucking knew it. Of course there's people thinking that. Like that's just real life. Dwelling already haven't even fucking started. Yeah. Man, that's what I want to change. Yeah, baby. Life is good. Life is good, you know, it's cool to have one. It's better than cool to have one. Gee whiz. Imagine you didn't have a life, right? You're like a sort of disembodied like spirit thing just floating around, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I'd love to have a life, you know, just get to go and live. To feel things and experience things and touch things and taste things and all that, you know what I mean? Get to fall in love for the first time. All these things you get to do, baby, you know what I mean? You get to you get to lie in a meadow. You know, you get to feel the you get to feel the sunshine, kiss your skin. You know? You get to look in your son's eyes and him say, I love you, Dada. You know? Get to hold your uh, hold your mother's hand, you know. When you're a little boy and with your old lady if you're lucky, you know. There's many, 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 many blessings, many, many glorious things. If you was a disembodied spirit and you, you didn't get to do that shit, you know what I mean? Like you'd be like, yeah, shoot, man. Shoot. You know, just to live. Just to taste the air. So many blessings. Yo, we got to do the international high five because we're an international community. You know, we come from all these different places to gather here today at Maz, at the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. That Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone deep in the heart of YouTube that we have declared in order to regulate the vibes correctly because they'd be messing them up. Seems like we, we uh, seems like someone needed to do it. So we are doing it, baby. We are here. And we're going to do the international high five. And the International High Five is a custom we have. It binds us together here at Maz across space and time. If you listen to this on the real in the, on the replay, then shouts out to you, you know. If you're here live, then shouts out to you. We're going to join together. Together, you know. And to do that, I want to know where you came from today. Where were you before you came to Maz? Where were you? And what are you grateful for today, baby? What are you grateful for today? Tell me, brother, sister. Tell me now. I gotta say, I'm grateful for uh, Angelo Badlamenti, who I sampled on this beautiful piece of music right here. Super grateful for Angelo Badlamenti. What a bad motherfucker Angelo Badlamenti is. Yeah, shouts out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Hey, Michael Tapia says, would you know if you didn't have a life? That's a deep question. I guess you'll find out one day, maybe, when you no longer have that life. Who knows? Some people say they know. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's a question. Some people, they uh, they have memories, right, of being being that disembodied spirit and, and trying to find something to hang on to. I read about that. Shit, baby. Mario Nett says, I wouldn't mind being a disembodied spirit thing for a day, but I would absolutely want to go back to being alive. Nothing like being alive, baby. Not that I know of. DS20 says, mm, uh, damn right, baby. AI says, just in time. Yeah, you just in time. You just in time for that Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. Rachel Tracy's in the building, says, high five everyone from Illinois and to the dawn. Yo, to Rachel Tracy, we say, bless. Blessings to Rachel Tracy. David Howe is grateful for ambition. Vespa 73 in Salt Lake City is grateful for our infinite imagination. Hey, Weber Lover, Lo-Fi is in the building. And the, and the message just scrolled away from my vision. There you go. Grateful for the waves, man. Well, we grateful for you, Weber Lover. Omar Ali is in the building, says, grateful for Akira to chill out and reset. Nice. Tony Tiger dropping in flames. Marionette says, I came from a board meeting for my gun club. I'm grateful that we're finally getting people engaged in helping run the place. Oh, shit. Are you setting up an autonomous zone? Damn, baby. What a time to be alive. Uh, Sidra Taj came from my workout in the garden, grateful for peace, prosperity, and family. Yeah, nice. I'm grateful for that garden that you got, baby. I'm glad you got a garden. Bob Koshy says, grateful for this able body. Shout out to that able body, Bob. Bob. One of my fine, one of the finest names known to man, Bob. Excellence. Blackrock Beacon from PA. Came today from PA to man says, I'm grateful for being a conscious being able to experience this universe. Damn straight, baby. Imagine. Imagine being not. So difficult. Rachel Tracy says, I'm grateful for my family. Truth. Justice, you, Akira, JP, everyone here at Maz, yes. Yes! Exactly that. Exactly that. Oh, where'd it go? Oh. Austin Z says, grateful for the name on my back. Pitsio Cast is grateful for the sets. We had a good one this morning, massively inspired by Pitsio Cast. We just had, like freestyled out an epic meaning wave set. Moment Dan says, uh, have come from a cave in the mountains. Grateful for the dawn each morn. Hey, nice. We have a monk in our midst. Prince Jabrika's XV Seattle. I came from desolation and abandonment of optimism in the face of chaos. Chose the higher path and became grateful that I'm simply alive. For the gift of life is an endless bounty. Truly it is. Truly it is. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. Because the more you recognize the glory. And the more that you uh, give thanks to the glory. The more glory comes your way. And the more you see. It's very epic. Walking Mall Poet came here tonight from Virginia. Says, I'm grateful for the sense of meaning from the Maz community. Yeah. Yeah, me too, baby. I'm grateful for that cup of water. My eye was drying out, right? And my contact lens started jipping. All I had to do was drink some water and then it was okay. Water moves fast, you know? DS20 since a coma, grateful to no loss and inspiration to reassess my life. You bad man. You got loss. 
I'm sorry for your last brother and I'm grateful for your presence. Joe Reiner says, I'm grateful for this moment. Me too. Michael Sapia says, much love from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm grateful for this life and all the food I have to eat. I'm grateful for Meaning Wave. Isn't it crazy? All that food. All that food we'd be taking for granted that, all, that our ancestors did not have. That our ancestors, oh my lord, the shit they used to have to go through to get food. Are you mad, bruv? Holy cow. Holy cow. The uh, activities. You know, the, those epic activities those, those homies used to go through just to get food. Cindy Bailey in Riverside, grateful for these burgers I'm grilling. See, there you go. There you go. Damn. Damn. Grateful for the city on my back, says DS Duenas. Gotta get that guy out. Yeah. Extensive naturalist watching on the down low at work. Employers can't stop the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. They cannot. And I'm grateful to your employers for giving you internet and uh, the freedom to observe this, even if they didn't explicitly. Because they did. Yeah, yeah. Tony Tiger's in the house. Mike Better's in the house. Pittsburgh, grateful for this moment. Yeah. LZ, Portland, grateful for greedy sneakerheads buying my old shoes. <laughs> yeah. Epic. Andrew Kamaromi in Scarborough, Canada, grateful for truth, justice, and the American way. Gregory Witch is grateful for YouTube Hero Alex regulating and moderating like a beast. Hey, me too. I'm very grateful to YouTube Hero Alex. Let's hear it for YouTube Hero Alex. What a guy. What a guy. What a beautiful international community we have here tonight at Maz in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. What a beautiful community. I think a beautiful community like that, surely and certainly deserves an international high five. Yeah, it does. You know what to do, baby. You got to cock back. You got to raise it up, baby. You got to raise it up. You got to go three, two, one. High five. You do. That's how we get down here at Mass, baby. Truth and justice. I love my family. Hey. I love my family. He's got clothes. Love my family. 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 Yeah. Truth and justice. 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 My brother Severus. It was through him I encountered Thrasia, Helvidius, Cato, Dion, Brutus. And conceived of a society of equal laws Governed by equality of status And of speech And of rulers who respect the liberty Of their subjects above all else And from him as well To be steady and consistent In valuing philosophy And to help others And be eager to share And not be a pessimist Never to doubt your friend's affection for you And when people incurred His disapproval they always knew it They always knew it And that his friends never had to speculate about his attitude to anything It was always clear 
To love my family, truth and justice. 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 Love my family, to help others and be good to share. To help others and be good to share. To help others and be good to share. To help others and be just to share. Yeah, yeah. Maximus, self-control and resistance to distractions, optimism in adversity, especially illness, a personality in balance, dignity and grace together. Doing your job without whining. Other people's certainty, but what he said was what he thought, and what he did was done without malice. Never taken aback or apprehensive Neither rash nor hesitant Or bewildered Or at a loss Not obsequious, but not aggressive or paranoid either Generosity, charity, honesty The sense he gave of staying on the path Not being kept on it That no one could have ever felt patronized by him Or in a position to patronize him A sense of humor Yeah, make some noise for Marcus Aurelius. Drop them Marcus emojis in the chat if you got them, baby. Drop them wave emojis if you if you just got wave emojis, baby. We in mass, baby. It's the mini wave all time is done. Yeah. Mini wave university. Bop, bop.
the answer. Love is the answer. Love is the answer. Wouldn't hurt to have more love in the world. Most people are good. Most people are good. The vast majority. Most people are good. They have to be. Most people are good. Yeah. Most people are good. Most people are good. The vast majority. Most people are good. They have to be. I think you know. I think you know. I think people should be nicer to each other. And give more credit to, to others. And don't assume that they're mean until you know they're actually mean. You know, just it's easy to demonize people. People are nicer than you think. Most people are good. Most people are good. The vast majority. Most people are good. They have to be. Most people are good. Most people are good. Most people are good. The vast majority. Most people are good. They have to be. Most people are good. What you want to do is you want to enter into a conversation so that you come out wiser than you went in. Yeah. The best example of this is when you're having an argument with your intimate partner, let's say. Because you're going to want to win. So then you've got to think, okay, well, wait a second. We better sort out what winning means here. So let's say that you're more verbally fluent than your partner and more treacherous. So you can win. That doesn't mean you're right, first of all. Winning when you're wrong is a really bad idea. Because then you think you're right. And you're not. And then maybe the person can see things you can't but can't verbalize them quite as well. Well, you might want to listen. Just there's the possibility that they're trying to tell you how they're to run headlong into a brick wall. There's some possibility of that. And so maybe you even have to help them form it. It's like, okay, I don't get exactly what you're saying. I don't get exactly why you're annoyed. I'm not sure exactly what you want me to do to change it. Let's get this clear. And then I'm going to think about it. Like, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I'm going to see if possibly you're right. I'm not going to roll over. Because I would rather you weren't right. I'm not going to change. But I am going to listen. I would rather not run headlong into a brick wall if I don't have to. And so that's the idea with the conversation. That's what we don't run into that brick wall, huh? That's about. Of course, you know, alongside that radical gratitude and they kind of go hand in hand, you also got to have that radical empathy, you know? 
you got to try and see where some other motherfucker is coming from. You know? Not everyone's in mass. The web is a trap. Bap, bap. Like the spider's web is a trap that flies. Also, the lovely embroideries are worn by women as traps for men. From a certain point of view. Ooh. From a certain point of view. And I want to consider the web as something playful. You see, there are so many ways of looking at it. And you will find that all these ways are right. But what we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view. Of the view. From a certain point of view. What we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. What we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. What we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. What we need is the fullness of the view. From a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. There are people, for example, who can see the web as a trap and get stuck with that. There are people to whom existence is simply hateful. They see it as nothing but a ghastly mistake. The Lord really erred when he created this world because he, he arranged it in such a way that everything lives by eating something else. And what I'm doing is I'm describing a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. I'm not exactly philosophizing, I'm describing a point of view. You can look at life in such a way that the whole thing is this ghastly mistake. For example, there is no such thing as genuine kindness or love. Everybody is really pretending that they are loving other people in order to get some advantage from them. And indeed, there is a point of view which occurs in certain forms of paranoia where people don't seem to be real. They are mechanisms. And you can think that out quite intensely with a good deal of intelligence. After all, if you start from a good old Darwinian or Freudian basis and see that man is a material machine and that the consciousness of man is simply a very involved and complicated form of chemistry, well, then this awful mechanical thing, these uh, Frankenstein that everybody is, they come around and they say, well, I'm alive. I'm a human being. I have a heart. I love, I hate, I have problems. I feel. And you feel like saying, come off it. You're just a monster. And uh, you put on this civilized act because really you're just a set of teeth on the end of a tube. Well, what we need is the fullness of the view from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. What we need is the fullness of the view from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. What we need is the fullness of the view from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. What we need is the fullness 
of the view From a certain point of view From a certain point of view Yeah got a ganglion behind those teeth, which you call your brain or your so alleged mind. And this thing is really basically there for two purposes. Ganglion, man. One, to be cunning enough to get something to eat, to put down the tube, and the other, you know what, Mr. Freud, libido. And everything else, you see, can be construed as an elaborate, subtle way of pretending that that's not really what you want to do, but you do, but you put on a great show. Now, some people, according to this view, get mixed up. They so repress that what they really want to do is to eat and to screw. They get involved in higher things that are the masks for these activities and uh, think that that's the real purpose of life. And then they become what's called neurotic. <laughs> Because they involved in being pure camouflage. But that's what's called escaping from the facts. Not looking at life, not looking at reality correctly. Looking life correctly, huh? Shouts out to Mr. Watts. <laughs> Yo. Shouts out to Alan Watts and shouts out to uh, Glenn Burnett for sending me that sample. He sent me that sample for my vocal board. And what a wonderful thing to have on your vocal board, right? I'd never heard that before. Where, I should have asked your boy, Glenn, if, you, if you're in the chat, Glenn, where did he do this incredible... Dictionary definition maniacal laugh. <laughs> it's one of the finest things I've ever heard in my life, you know. Shouts out to everyone locked in. Of course, shouts out to the fine people of Mass. Thank you to everyone who's supporting already. Cosmic Fines. Thank you for the super chat. Cedric Tej, thank you. And Cedric Tej got a message. He says, thank you, Alex. And that's a thank you to YouTube Hero Alex. And we're grateful, that f- we're grateful for YouTube Hero Alex. And when we hear that name, YouTube Hero Alex, we all say to ourselves, what a guy. I know I do. If I ever see that name flashing on the screen, I think, what a guy. You know I do. What up, one slick mama, bless up to you. What's cracking in the chat? Rachel Tracy's in the building. What up, Rachel Tracy? What up, Savage Gentleman 13? What up, Alvzin, Alvzin, Alvzin. What up, Dan Frank? What up, Pizio Cat? What up, Joshua Vickers? What up, Multiverse Media Space? What up, LZ? What up, Austin Z? Says, grateful for the regulation. I want to know what you guys are grateful for. 
I want you to think of more things, you know. I used to do a thing, and I should start doing it again, because I don't know why I stopped. I used to do a thing where every morning when I woke up, I don't know why I stopped now, I can remember. Uh, I used to do a thing, it was a habit. I told you about habits, man. Told you all about habits, you know, habits are good. Habits are useful. Um, You know, but habits, you can lose them if you're not even paying attention, if you didn't even know it was a habit, you know. I used to have a habit. I used to uh, have a studio in downtown Los Angeles before the Tom Hanks disease. In the old, old days of the long, long, long ago of February 2020. In the long, long days ago, before the Tom Hanks disease. Before the zombie outbreak. You know, before the Walking Dead thing. Uh, You know, the noisy Walking Dead thing. Them noisy. Uh, You know, before that, I used to have a studio in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, I used to, uh, I had a period where I was traveling down there via Uber. I would get a a shared ride. Eventually, I'd stop doing that because I I kept getting in fights with people. The ideologically possessed would come in, in the Ubers and they would... One time someone was on their phone and they just had it on speakerphone and they were just shouting some ideologically possessed weird shit at their friend on the other side of the phone. I was like, uh, excuse me, uh, not everybody wants to hear your deranged conversation. I didn't say deranged, I just said conversation. And then they just started shouting at me about my checking my privilege and how dare I question a proud black queen. I was like, yo, you were just being rude, lady. Being very rude lady, yo, and then like she would go into it and started threatening me and shit. It was crazy, baby. You know, you just can't be sharing sharing Ubers because you don't know who you're getting in with. You might be getting in with the ideologically possessed times rude. Multiplied by very rude. Shouting at people on their phone when there's other people in the car. It's very strange. I said, your ancestors would not be very proud of the behavior. Your mother would be very disappointed. I mean, you know. I hope she'd be disappointed. Maybe she'd be very proud that her daughter was very rude. I don't know. But anyway, I used to get an Uber to the studio, you know? I'd get an Uber to the studio, and it was a beautiful thing. I thought, by God, isn't it wonderful? I can, at this point in my life, afford to get in an Uber. I'm sharing it with the ideologically possessed and insane. But it's a blessing, I used to think. And what I did, my habit on the way to the studio, was I would write down a list of things I was grateful for in my Evernote. And I would do it every day. I'd write down 10 things I was grateful for every day. And, you know, there'd be different things every day because I would try and think of different things. And it put me in a real good space, a real good mindset space, you know. But then what happened was I had to stop taking those shared Uber rides because I just kept getting in too many fights with people who were just being noisy and rude. And I had to call them. I can't sit there in the back of my shared cab listening to someone else's stupid conversation. I can't sit there while someone's being a dickhead. I can't do it. I have to say, excuse me, please don't be a dickhead. You know, like, I feel bad for these Uber guys. I never in my life got in an Uber and just started shouting on a phone. So they have to sit there and listen to your deranged ranting. If I ever got in an Uber and I ever had to make, take a phone call, I'd be, uh, excuse me, sorry, now talk real quiet and I'd be make it real quick. And then I'd always apologize to the driver. I don't know what's wrong with these people. They must have been dragged up, you know? But I kept getting in fights with them. I kept getting in fights in these Uber pools, so I had to stop taking the Uber pools. And then I got myself an e-scooter. And then my new habit became listening to John Vivaki's Meaning Crisis series of lectures on my e-scooter as I rode, you know, uh, that journey, because it was about 45, 50 minutes each way. I could get in most of an episode of Meaning Crisis. So I stopped writing down the list of things I was grateful for. That's where that habit went. I wasn't monitoring it. So I lost that habit. It was a good habit. I was trying to stay in the zone of being grateful, you know, but that was a good one. So I might try and somehow reintroduce that to my life. You know, I think I probably should. 
And, uh, you know, you guys just keep telling me what you keep thinking about, what you're grateful for, and keep dropping him in the chat every time you think of a new one. DS Duanis says, grateful for day-to-day life. There you go. Rachel Tracy says, I'm grateful for my family's garden and how well we are living and self-sustainable. Nearly off-grid lifestyle in a village of under 20. That's epic. That sounds crazy epic. Walking Mallport says, grateful for Evernote for being the first program I ever used to organize poetry. Evernote's a miracle. I am I'm so grateful to Evernote. Honestly, it's a miracle. Shouts out to the Evernote creators. Shouts out to them. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Milton Dan says, my wife gets the kids to all say what they are grateful for that day over dinner, only now realizing the benefit of that practice. Shouts out to you. Savage Gentleman 13 says, you're a king, uh, just as she's a queen. So I don't know where she's tripping from. Keep it real, brother. I mean, that's true. It's true. I agree. Um, although, you know, I still think if you're a queen, you should, you should be uh, respectful of the people around you. You know what I mean? And don't be shouting into your phone, making other people hear your stupid ass conversation. I don't care whether you're the queen of, uh, you know, Sweden or uh, you're the queen of the uh, Seattle Autonomous Zone. I don't care where you're the queen of. You should be uh, respectful and not a dickhead. It's not difficult to not be a dickhead. I don't understand it. We might start giving lessons at the Meaning Wave University. You know, at the Meaning Wave Uni, how to not be a dickhead, uh, volumes 1 to 17 in the Meaning Wave University. Volume 1, pay attention to one major key. You could leave life right flipping now yeah 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 hey hey in comparisons the way that people do theophrastasize those done out of desire are worse than those done out of anger which is good philosophy the angry man seems to turn his back on reason out of a kind of pain and in the convulsion But the man motivated by desire Who is mastered by pleasure Seems somehow more self-indulgent Less manly in his sins Theophrastus is right and philosophically sound To say the sin committed out of pleasure Deserves a harsher rebuke Than the one committed out of pain The angry man is more like a victim Of wrongdoing Provoked by pain to anger The other man rushes into wrongdoing On his own Move to action by desire You could leave life right now Let that determine what you do and say and think You could leave life right now You could leave life right now You could leave life right now Let that determine what you do and say and think You could leave life right now If the gods exist, then to abandon human beings is not frightening. The gods would never subject you to harm. And if they don't exist, or don't care what happens to us, what would be the point of living in a world without gods or providence? But they do exist. They do care what happens to us And everything a person needs to avoid real harm They have placed within him If there were anything harmful on the other side of death They would have made sure that the ability to avoid it was within you If it doesn't harm your character How can it harm your life? Yo! 
Nature would not overlook such dangers Through failing to recognize Or because it's thought I'm but was powerless To prevent or correct them To prevent or correct them Nor would it ever Through inability or incompetence Make such a mistake as to let Good and bad things happen Indiscriminately to good and bad alike Good and bad alike Good and bad alike But death and life, success and failure Pain and pleasure, wealth and poverty All these happen to good and bad alike Good and bad alike Good and bad alike Good and bad alike But death and life, success and failure Pain and pleasure All these happen to good and bad alike And they ain't even noble, no shameful And hence they ain't even good Oh bad You could leave a life right now But that determine what you do and say and think You could leave life right now. You could leave life right now. You could leave life right now. But I determine what you do and say and think. You could leave life right now. You could leave life right now. You know, Marcus Aurelius isn't the only person to have ever had that idea. A lot of people have had that idea. A lot of people have talked about that idea. You know, it's a, it's a popular idea amongst people who, who think for more than three seconds. Consider death. Consider death. It could be a useful thing to do, you know. So this is a view of the world as a system of mutual exploitation and of maximal selfishness. Now, it's a very profitable view to explore. Everybody should do in their lifetime sometimes. Lifetime sometime. Two things. One is to consider, consider death. Consider death. To observe skulls and skeletons. Consider death. Consider death. And to wonder what it will be like to go to sleep and never wake up. Never. That is a very gloomy thing for contemplation, but it's like manure, just as manure fertilizes the plants and so on. So the contemplation of death and the acceptance of death is very highly generative of creative life. You get wonderful things out of that. And the other thing to contemplate is to follow the possibility of the idea that you are totally selfish you don't have a good thing to be said for you at all. You're a complete, utter rascal. You're a complete, utter rascal. Now, the, the Christians have avoided this. Because all those they say in their Episcopalian form of confession, that we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep, and we have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. Too much. We have offended against thy holy laws. 
We have left undone those things we ought to have done, done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. None. But it ought to be different. And we're going to do our best to amend with the help of God's grace. That is a real con act. If you equate health with genuine love and perfect unselfishness, then in that sense there is no health in us when we look at ourselves from this point of view. Consider death. To observe skulls and skeletons. Consider death. And to wonder what it will be like to go to sleep and never wake up. Hey. Never consider death. To observe skulls and skeletons. Consider death. Consider death. And to wonder what it will be like to go to sleep and never wake up. Never. 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 Yeah, what up, Mr. Nintendo Joe? Thank you for the support. It says, listen to It's Alright, Ma. I'm only bleeding if you got the time. What is that? Is that a thing? It says, grateful for the music you showed me. Is that a song I should be listening to? I'll check that out. Thank you, Mr. Nintendo Joe. Ow. As the pressure grew. As the pressure grew. How do you, as an international speaker, with all your attention, how do you cope with all the pressure? And everything that goes on. Quite easily. Oh. From a very basic thing. Hey, 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 hey. I know what my intent is. I'm very grounded in it. And I deploy enormous amounts of empathy to my haters. Hi haters, hi haters, hey. When somebody leaves a comment that I'm a charlatan or a snake oil salesman or my daddy gave me the money to build the liquor store oh. and I shouldn't be listened to, I understand why <laughs> they say that. I know it's not true. It feeds me in a very good way. And so for me, to be very honest with you, it's been very easy because when your intent is pure, about succeeding in, in, in very There are two ways, my friends, to build the biggest building in town. Step number one. Step number one, just build the biggest building in town. Build the biggest building in town. Step number one. Step number one, just build the biggest building in town. You dig? Build the biggest building in town. Step number two, build a decent sized building and then spend all your time trying to tear everybody else's building around you down so you end up being the biggest building in town. My friend, 95% of people try to do number two. But when you know you can build the fucking biggest building in town, you do that. You do that. You do that. So because I know what my intent is, I just don't value anybody's opinion about me, including my parents and wife and children, more than I value my opinion about myself. Just build the biggest building in town. 
build the biggest building in town. Step number one, step number one, just build the biggest building in town. Just build the biggest building in town. You dig? Just build the biggest building in town. Build the biggest building in town. Step number one, step number one, just build the biggest building in town. Build the biggest building in town. Do it. I read this New Testament line yeah. decades ago. I can never understand it. The line is, the meek shall inherit the earth. I thought, there's something wrong with that. That line just doesn't make sense to me. Meek just doesn't seem to me to be a moral virtue. Meek is not a good translation. What it means is this. Those who have swords and know how to use them, but keep them sheep. Yeah, I love you, Rivka Brown. Love you, Rivka Brown. That's a big difference. It's so great. You should be a monster. Yeah. You should be a monster. Yeah. Because everyone says, well, you should be harmless. You shouldn't do anyone any harm. You should sheath your competitive instinct. You shouldn't try to win. You don't want to be too aggressive. You don't want to be too assertive. You want to take a back seat and all of that. It's like, no. No. Wrong. You should be a monster. It's like, is there something wrong with being competitive? There's nothing wrong with it. There's something wrong with cheating. There's something wrong with being a tyrant. There's something wrong with winning unfairly. All of those things are bad. But you don't want people to win. Yeah. What, what's the difference between trying to win and striving? Do you want to striving? One definition of a winner is someone who never let losing stop them. Never, never, never let, let losing stop them. Never, never, never let losing stop them, bucko. Yeah, X time at 13, Phil. You monster. You monster. Got that bigger, better paying dealership in town. You got the new job. Congratulations, my guy. That's fucking epic. Yeah, make some noise for our guy, X time at 13, Phil. Got that job. It's a series ah. of games. And the right ethic is of the series of games and part of that means you all you have to learn how to be a good loser because you're not going to win every single game you should be a monster you should be a monster get after it you should be a monster but you got to get after it hey you can pick your level of competition like to some degree so let's say you pick a level of competition where you're always winning. Let's say you're a grandmaster chess player and all you do is play amateurs and every night you go home and congratulate yourself and what a genius you are because you just stomp these people left, right, and center. It's like, you're not a genius. You're dimwit. What you should be doing is playing people who are feeding you like as much as you can tolerate. You want to be on the edge. Where your skills are being developed. 
Chaos and uncertainty Human beings don't want Utopian comfort and certainty They want Adventure and chaos and uncertainty Satan Yeah In Milton's Paradise Lost Satan Decides that He can do without the transcendent <laughs> He can do without God He can do without God He can do without God And that's why he foments rebellion It's something like that And the consequence of that was that as soon as Satan decided that what he knew was sufficient and that he could do without the transcendent, which you might think about as the domain outside of what you know, something like that, immediately he was in hell. Things get large, and then they get too large, and then they collapse. And so... In 2008, when the politicians said, too big to fail, they got something truly backwards. The statement was reversed. It should have been so big it had to fail. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Human beings don't want Utopia, comfort, and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. When I read Paradise Lost, I was studying totalitarianism, and I thought, you know, the poet, the true poet, like a prophet, is someone who has intimations of the future. Has intimations of the future. And maybe that's because the poetic mind, the philosophical or prophetic mind, is a pattern detector. And there are people who can detect the underlying, it's like the melody of a nation. Melody is in song. The song of a nation. And to see how it's going to develop across the centuries. You see that Nietzsche, because Nietzsche, for example, in the, around 1860 or so, I mean, he prophesied what was going to happen in the 20th century. He said that, he said specifically that the specter of communism would kill millions of people in the 20th century. It's an amazing prophecy. Some people are very good at detecting patterns, you know, and Milton, I think, was of that sort. I think he gave intimations of what was coming as human rationality became more and more powerful. Technology became more and more powerful. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. And the hell this morning was the rational mind that generates a production and then worships it as if it's absolute immediately occupies hell. what I think the story of the Tower of Babel is about. It's a warning against the expansion of the system until it encompasses everything. It's a warning against totalitarian presumption. And so there's a utopian kind of vision there as well. As we can build a structure that's so large and encompassing that, that, that it can replace heaven itself. And so that the very notion of a utopia was anti-human because we're not built for static utopia. We're built for a dynamic situation where there's demands placed on us and where there's the optimal amount of uncertainty. 
utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. Human beings don't want utopian comfort and certainty. They want adventure and chaos and uncertainty. There's one thing you can always be certain of though. That's the thing. Your boy Elon said it earlier. Most people are good. Most people are good. And when some awful stuff occurs, you know what you can do. Always. Always. You can look for the helpers. Because there will always be helpers. There will always be helpers. You know, my mother used to say long time ago whenever there would be any really catastrophe that was on the, in the movies or, or on the air she would say always look for the helpers there were there will always be helpers she would say always look for the helpers to the helpers we got mad helpers here tonight we got mad helpers here tonight hey what up Vanessa it's Ivan's wife where's where's he at where's Ivan at she would say always look for the helpers that's a helper right there always be helpers she would say always look for the helpers there will always be helpers she would say, always look for the helpers. There were. There will always be helpers. She would say, always look for the helpers. There were. There will always be helpers. Yo, happy birthday, Ivan. Even. Even Ivan. Happy birthday, you Batman. We super glad you're here. Training on your lunch break like a G. Get after it. You gotta get after it. Shouts out to you, the whole damn nation. Shouts out to your family, your beautiful family. Your beautiful family loves you, and this beautiful family loves you, baby. Live from Mars. Wishing you a happy birthday. Which is guaranteed. Because you made yourself a beautiful life. You know? You took responsibility. You built yourself a damn family, baby. We need to know who the competent people are, and we need to reward them. And even more importantly, we need to tell young people 
hey, there's some hierarchies of confidence out there. Yeah. Like a thousand of them. Go be a plumber, man. Be a good one, you know? Be an honest one. Because otherwise, all you do is go out there and cause trouble. We don't need people to cause more trouble. We need people to solve. Solve problems. Solve problems. Maybe you could do that. Maybe you could take some personal responsibility. Uh, maybe you could uh, turn yourself into something worthwhile. Take that, take that thing that God gave you and make that thing into the thing it could be. You know, chisel that rock. You know, you know, build that my monument. My mother used Order. to say, long yeah. time. You know, and if you do that, you go turn that, that rock into that potential statue, then, uh, you know, you might attract to you what you want, you know, and then you might have that life that you want. You know, maybe you could, uh, you could assume responsibility in jumping from rock to rock. Maybe, you know what I mean? You could maybe, uh, you know, commit to something or someone. You know, go all in on that someone. Just like you could pick going all in on yourself and making yourself into the best you. Maybe you could then find a person and go all in on uh, making the best you both together, you know? Build that thing. You know, like ignore all that nonsense. Ignore all that stuff they tried to track you with, you know? And just go all in on each other. And then maybe you could make a family. You know, and then maybe that family, you maybe could have some children, you know? Maybe those children could look at you, uh, like look up to you because you'd be worth looking up to you know that would be a thing imagine doing that imagine creating a situation where there's you and another person you've gone all in on each other and you're supporting each other imagine how much easier life is if you do that and then you have some children those children look up to you and the reason they look up to you is because you deserve to be looked up to and imagine what kind of creatures they're going to become in the world imagine what they're going to do you're so epic, you know what I mean? Imagine, like, a lot of people are scared to grow old, you know, and the reason a lot of people are scared to grow old is because they don't want to be alone, you know, and they don't want to be weak and helpless and all that type of thing. But if you build something powerful and beautiful like that, some kind of beautiful dynasty like that, getting old is just nothing but something incredible to look forward to because you get to see what you've created and what you've built growing and blossoming. You get to see that garden. You know, that's the garden that you've planted. The garden you planted with your discipline, your hard work, your determination, all that, your love, your acts of kindness, those small acts of kindness every day that build up the, uh, that build up the, the spine that is, that is your eternal soul, you know, bit by bit, block by block. You know, in, in, in such an instance, growing old is nothing but a blessing, nothing but a wonderful thing to see all that growing around you, you know, to know that you did something useful, you know, that you put some beauty into the world. And that beauty is creating more beauty because that's what beauty does. Beauty multiplies, you know? Beauty creates more beauty. The more beauty uh, you make, the more beauty exists, the more people see beauty, the more people are inspired by that beauty to create more beauty. And obviously the, the reverse works too. You know, we, we are war. You know, we are, we are at war. We are at war. And you know that, fine citizens of Maz. There is a war going on. It is a spiritual war and it is a war of like, uh, uh, of ugliness versus beauty. You know, and, and uh, beauty will win because beauty has to win. And the way beauty wins is that you make things beautiful and you make more beautiful stuff and you put stuff out there that is beautiful. And the easy way you do that is just by going all in on a thing and doing that thing as well as you can. You know, just pick a thing and just do that thing as wonderfully as you can, with as much love as you can, with as much purpose as you can, with as much pride as you can, you know? We need to know who the competent people are, and we need to reward them. And even more importantly, we need to tell young people, hey, there's some hierarchies yeah. of confidence out there. 
A thousand of them. Go be a plumber, man. Be a good one, you know? Be an honest one. Because otherwise all you do is go out there and cause trouble. We don't need people to cause more trouble. We need people to solve Solve problems. problems. We don't need people to cause more trouble. We need people to solve problems. Go be a plumber, man. Go on. Go on, baby. Go be a plumber, man. Be a good one, you know? Meaning Wave University in session in that Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. Go be a plumber, baby. Happy birthday, Ivan. You know, and so you can be a tradesman and you can be you can make a lot of money as a tradesperson. It's a bloody, reliable, honorable, uh, forthright, productive way of making a living. Yeah. Way of making a li- Smash that like, baby. Smash that like. That's the price of entry here at Maz. Smash that like. That's the currency, baby. He knows what he's doing. That and smiling at your neighbors, you know. Both in terms of skill and ethics, right? And you work with someone who knows what they're doing. It's a bloody pleasure. They tell you what they're going to do. They tell you how much it will cost. They go and do it. It works. And you pay them. Perfect. Everyone's happy. And that's what happens when you have genuine hierarchies of competence. Yeah, make some noise for genuine hierarchies of competence, baby. Make some noise for discipline. Make some noise for the plumbers. But the good ones, you know, the good plumbers. Shouts out to Mario. You know, he's a damn good plumber and he rescued that princess. What a guy. Didn't he rescue her from a dragon of chaos or some shit too? You know what I mean? Bap, bap. You dig? We need people to solve problems. We need people to solve problems. We don't need people to cause more trouble. No more trouble, baby. You know, that's just some excellent advice. And that happened to be the first, uh, the, the official first entry in the Meaning Wave universe. You know, since we're, uh, since we're doing that Meaning Wave university here today on the subject of uh, gratitude, I guess, is the, is, is the subject? Is that the subject? It seems to be, you know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Things are crashing over there. Anyway, uh, yeah, gratitude, you know. Major, major key. Major, major key. Uh, but yeah, we were just talking about, you know, assuming responsibility and uh, going all in on things. And uh, someone had a good question. Marionette says, can I just be a cool uncle, Akira? And we talked about this the other day. Sometimes that's the most important thing you can be because some people got shit parents. 
Some people are no good at being parents, you know, for whatever reason, they're not doing a very good job of it. And that is when the cool uncle is really, really important, really necessary. And hey, also, sometimes it's not even that they're shit parents. Sometimes they're busy parents. Sometimes they're overworked parents. Sometimes uh, life is very difficult. Sometimes they're single parents with no assistance and they're trying to do three jobs and all sorts of crazy shit. And that's when the cool uncle or the cool auntie or the cool neighbor or the cool godfather is so, so important. You can make such a huge difference in the life of a child, you know, by helping them out, giving them some advice, being a good example in their life. And it doesn't even have to be for long. You could pop in there for a week, one summer, and you could change a kid's life forever. You know, that you things in, when you're a kid, man, things are so important. Things... Those summers when you're a kid, they go on forever, but you could have one encounter in one of those summers and that could change your whole life, change your whole perspective. You know what I mean? So yeah, there is no just, can I just be a cool uncle, Akira? You know, you could be a cool uncle and that could be the most powerful thing you could ever do. You know, so definitely is the answer to that. And shouts out to you. Shouts out to Cameron Smith, says you the man, Akira. You the man, Cameron Smith. You the man, Cameron Smith. That's the anthem, put your damn hands up. Brap, brap. Makes noise for Cameron Smith. You know, what a guy. D.S. Duenas, what a guy. You know, D.S. Duenas. Best community or what, mate? Are you mad, blood? Best community or what? This is Maz. This is that meaning wave autonomous zone. This is the greatest country on earth. This is the greatest community, the greatest nation, the greatest collection of individuals. You know what I mean? On this damn planet, baby. What a James Scon says, birthday stream. Is it your birthday too? Is it your birthday also? We got multiple birthdays in the house or what? What is going on? If that is the case, then damn, baby. Uh, if it is the case, then happy birthday. But I should probably wait on confirmation of that because you want to be dishing out happy birthdays when it's not really the birthday, you know? Happy birthdays are powerful things. They're important things. Yeah, yeah. Roberto Sanchez says, reminds me of JVP. Being the cool uncle, helping his nephew getting over his nightmares. Go after the dragon. Yeah, exactly, you know? Them nightmares. Nightmares is, you know, very common. Hercules has nightmares every night. And what's interesting is when my wife, uh, sometimes she puts him to bed and she falls asleep there. So she sleeps in the same room as him sometimes. And whenever she does, she has nightmares. She shares those nightmares, like that nightmare thing. Uh, It creeps into her dreams. And it makes sense that kids have tons of nightmares because you're working out a lot of stuff. You know, when you go dreamy time. Uh, so, I mean, pe- different people have different ideas about what dreams are and what's going on, but some people say that what you're doing in your dreams is processing the waking life. And the dreaming life, part of what's going on there is processing that waking life. Well, when you're a little kid, you've got a lot of processing to be doing, man. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of new stuff happening all the time. There's a lot of things for you to process. So it makes complete sense that you would have a lot of nightmares, but it is very interesting that whenever my wife sleeps in that, in that room with that little boy, you know, she gets them nightmares too. I don't know what that means. I'm sure Jung would have some thoughts on that. And I don't want to know what Freud would think of that, because Freud can go shut his mouth, frankly. Freud, we don't want to hear from you, currently. I guess it would be rude to play this instrumental and not play the whole song, huh? I think it probably would. Milman Dan is in the house. Says Maz, competent plumbers fixing blockages, maintaining the flow. That's right, baby. Meaning wave autonomous zone, meaning uh, competent plumbers. That's that's the lifeblood of this community. 
James Scone says, not my birthday. Sorry, directing more birthday hype to Ivan. Well, there you go. More birthday hype to Ivan coming from James Scone. Yeah, birthday hype, baby. That's that righteousness. I love it when we have birthdays here at Mass, you know, here at the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. I love a good birthday. We celebrate life here. That's what we do. And what's more awesome than celebrating an individual life as it has an anniversary of, of, you know, being here. Thank you for being here. I had situations in my lab where I had underperforming graduate students. And one of the things that was really awful about that was that it was really hard on the high-performing graduate students, you know, because they felt that even being in the same category as the people who weren't working hard and pulling their weight, they valued what they were doing. You know, and that's exactly right. And so this is also why there's a conscientiousness trait and an agreeableness trait. Because conscientious people judge you on your accomplishments, right? Right? They don't give a damn about your feelings. Not a bit. It's like, are you doing the work or not? Whereas agreeable people think, well, you know, your mother's sick and you've got a bunch of family problems and we all have to take care of each other and it's no wonder that you're having a rough time. Like, you can't say that one of those attitudes is correct and the other isn't correct. You can't say that. There wouldn't be those two dimensions if there wasn't something correct about both of them. But you can certainly point out that often they conflict. So the demand for inclusiveness, immunity, and care, and the demand for high-level performance in a hierarchical structure shared very different orientations in the world. And so it's complicated for people who are agreeable and conscientious. Agreeable and conscientious. Agreeable and conscientious. Agreeable and conscientious. Yeah, baby. One of the things that happens very often in psychotherapy, you know, people come to psychotherapy for multiple reasons, but one of them is they often come because they're too agreeable. And so what they get is so-called assertiveness training, although it's not exactly assertiveness that's being trained. What it is is the ability to learn how to negotiate on your own behalf. And one of the things I tell agreeable people, especially if they're conscientious, is say what you think. Tell the truth about what you think. There's going to be things you think that you think are nasty and harsh. And they probably are nasty and harsh, but they're also probably true. And you need to bring those up to the forefront and deliver the message. And it's not straightforward at all, because agreeable people do not like conflict. Not at all. They smooth the water. It takes a lot of conflict to solve problems in the short term that can spiral up to where it's dangerous, which it can, if it gets uncontrolled, it might be safer in the short term to keep the water smooth and to not delve into those situations where conflict emerges. The problem with that is it's not a very good medium to long-term strategy. So lots of times there are things you have to talk about because they're not going to go away. Agreeable and conscientious. 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 Agreeable and conscientious.
And so partly what you do with agreeable people is you get them to figure out, and they have a hard time with this too. If you ask a disagreeable person what he wants, say, or she wants, they'll tell you right away. They know. It's like, this is what I want, and this is how I'm going to get it. But agreeable people, especially if they're really agreeable, are so agreeable that they often don't even know what they want. Because they're so accustomed to living for other people and to finding out what other people want and to try to make them comfortable and so forth that it's harder for them to find a sense of their own desires as they move through life. Agreeable and conscientious. Agreeable and conscientious. Hey. Agreeable and conscientious. Yeah, what's cracking? Who uh, make some noise in the chat if you agreeable? Agreeable and conscientious. If you are agreeable, make some noise in the chat. Agreeable and conscientious. And if you're agreeable and conscientious, then make a lot of a lot. Agreeable a lot. Agreeable and conscientious. Yeah. Agreeable and conscientious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, this next one is uh, controversial and uh, people would send me messages all the time completely misunderstanding it. So I would like you all to pay attention <laughs> and, uh, and, and just pay attention. I don't, I don't understand how people get this confused. Well, you can talk about it afterwards if anyone is confused. Listen to this record. If anyone is confused, then let me know and we'll talk about it, okay? Akira. 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 He's got clout. Yeah, clout. yeah. Clout. 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 Rubik's Boats says he's too agreeable. Yeah. Says I've had to pay for it. It's a high price, baby. Might be worth it in the end, though. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Pum, pum, pum. Pum, pum, pum. Here we are. It's the beginning of another great day. A sunny summer day. It's the best day for I'm going to read you a quote from Norm MacDonald. Says this. Ah. The idiot sees the world as good versus evil. The cynic sees the world as evil versus evil. The truth that no one seems to be able to see is that the world is and always has been a battle of good versus good.
websites are pretty sure that their version of the world is the good one. Wow. Wow. The world is and always has been a battle of good versus 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 good. Yeah, yeah. Versus good. Good. Versus good. You gonna say? You gonna say? Wow. You gonna say good. 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 Yeah, yeah, let's have a look at the chat, what we seen. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which of me to cigarette, you Americans, that's bad Do I look like Beanie Man? Well, I wish that I did He's a handsome devil and I don't like better looking kids Only joking, my unborn sport, you're gonna be hot unless Yo, um, uh, shall I stop rapping and carry that on? We're gonna talk about the people Man, I just got caught up in the beat, ooh, ooh, ooh Yeah, yeah Show Rhino says, paving the way with good intention Mr. Nintendo Joe says, thank you uh, Fernie McFlurry says, meme magic Gregory Witcher, I love this one Matt Crittenden, what up Matt Crittenden, what up Matt, 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 what happens to Matt Damon, did you, did you bury the body, Scott Pilgrim versus Scott Adams, oh we had, uh, yeah, 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 we had, uh, Nurture. we've got, we've got some stuff in the chat, Greg, Akira versus himself, Dan Frank, nature be nurture, yeah, 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 exactly, you know, exactly, exactly, evil versus evil, good versus good, good, Good. Anyway, that was Scott Adams. People say, Akira the Dawn. That song's stupid. Evil's real. That's not the point, though. Hey, thanks. Shout out to my old man on the backing vocals there. Point being is that in most instances, particularly like what you're seeing right now, uh, both sides of these arguments are completely convinced that they are in the right. Completely convinced that they are correct. Completely convinced, by the way. Emphasis on convinced. There's usually some convincing going on, and people are often a lot more easily convinced than they would like to think. That's why you gotta have that radical empathy, baby. You know, and I know it's difficult to have radical empathy when you've got some uh, zombies smashing up your stuff. You know what I mean? Turning your city into a shithole. I ain't saying it's easy, baby. Nothing worthwhile is easy. Nothing particularly useful is that easy, neither. Apart from vibe regulation, I mean, that's super easy, baby. But only because I put in decades of suffering to get to the point of vibe regulation being easy. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Walking more purses, radical empathy power. Prince Jabrika's XV says there was a time when I was certain that I was the authority on all things. That was not a good time. Right? The older I grow, the more I know that I don't know shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Incidentally, this is a song called Hypocrite. I wonder if I can remember it. I wonder if I can remember the words to this song. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Yeah, this is AK Donovan going on and on again about the stuff they done again. Pissing off my mom again. Now my sight's updated. I'm a smoke when you're fat. Which I mean, a cigarette, Americans, that's bad. Do I look like Beanie Man? Well, I wish that I did. He's a handsome devil and I'd have like better looking kids. Only joking. Unborn spawn. You're gonna be hot unless I smoke too many. What am I? Drops off. Back to the point, which is me, ACD, Adam Emini, I can't believe you, ICZ, UCZ, WV, Back the boys in the band, the girl from the band, but they do not talk to me because they're team, yeah, they'll talk, so maybe really, I'm about to talk. Reason I went to with that, I'm about to talk, 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 I'm about to yeah. What was that next line? I keep it hidden like the Ark of the Covenant But I told more lies than the motherfucking government Now where your mother went, I need to ask about the Ark I can't be kept in the dark Ah, now the Ark was made of shit and blood No shit and blood Dripping in the kitchen and ambition But I really should probably not be a pop star Might serve more use training as a doctor Maybe like a cop, right? My pup says that I should quit He says... And I admit my chosen career is steeped in vanity. Profanity for a second now, I'm questioning my sanity. Grandma will be right for vanity, can it be excused? Neighbor uses the tears at your battery, the battery. Go back in a valley sheet. Said I would be causing a calamity, I'm causing a calamity. So fuck a galaxy. I'd rather be round a seat. I'd stop building palaces on top of where Dallas is. Dallas is right down that rabbit hole. I'm in there with her, I'm all a quiver, but I really ain't got nothing to give her except for all the people alive in the world. I tell her, fuck you, fella, and I'll never have her, I never go, cause I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, we just the back of smoke, sweet like licorice, look at this, fucking up again, it's insane. I might be about to go join Richard White. Hypocrite, baby, I'm a hypocrite, stop asking me, you know, you know I'm fucking sick of it. Tell them to fuck me up, but fucking invite me, I might be. What is it? Yeah, uh, I barrel, I beat a, uh, 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 so it's uh-uh, I'm a sight every night And I'll be the first to be like, why? When the spite ignites spite, size limited I like to say I rule, but I bash not There's a reason for me and my outfit There's a desktop Hey, hey, da-da-da-da-da Something about pubic hair While I'm pissing in the sink And I can't blame the drink Cause the drink don't fucking think That's supposed to be my job And I'm doing it quite badly At the present What a present With a line not the environment and hardly recycle I have cats who catch just since you damn ladies to cycle Michael Mason B.I.C.D. but then I get a mic just like my lately And I've still got five fucking pairs of Nike Says so I'm a <laughs> I'm a Yeah yeah I'm a Hey I'm a Hypocrite Right up in the thick of it We just the back of smoke sweet light Licorice look at this I got beginners and slightly just like me Tried about to do the right thing Look how it's spike loose Baby, I'm a hypocrite, stop asking me about Natalie You know I'm fucking sick of it Most of them will lock me up, well fuck it, then fight me I might be, I'm about to go join Richard White And that's the guy that's dead that most of you probably never heard of Shouts out to Richard Whiteley That guy's dead <laughs> Yo man, I forgot about that record I forgot all about that record and then I just rapped it And I remembered about 72% of the words That's not bad That's not terrible Remembering 72% of the words for one of your old songs.
I'm going to play a song that most of y'all have never been heard because I ain't never released it. Because I ain't got the rights yet. Oh, oh, oh. Shouts out to the whole damn crew. Hang on. You better just let me pop in that chat, see what people are saying. Patricia Dockery says, Akira the wordsmith. <laughs> Milman Dan, still ATD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that boy's still in there, you know? I used to rap mad fast, you know? I'd be rapping mad fast. I got the bigger, the, I got the bigger, the, I got the bigger, the bush. Get the mic, go far too push. All that. You know, I trained myself to rap by doing that agada bigada exercise. That was one of the things I did. I would sit there just going agada bigada, agada bigada, agada bigada, agada bigada, agada bigada, until I could do it. Because that's what drum and bass MCs did. And I came up in London. You know, we had drum and bass MCs. They go, shabba, agada bagada, agada bagada, agada bagada, bass, bass, over the place, like that type of thing. You know what I mean? They'd be talking about that nonsense. A lot of those drum and bass MCs, they literally just make up stuff when they was freestyling and just be like, whoa, full of a bit 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 of like that. And it'd be like 1% word and mostly agada bigada. And I was really inspired by that, you know, agada bigada stuff. But then I wanted to put words in it, you know, and that shit difficult. But I did it, baby. I did it. That's one one of the ways I used to spend a lot of my time, you know, making up raps, regulating the vibes in that fashion. Rubik's Bow S says putting together my new bow constrict enclosure. Well done, keeps the vibes regulated. That's crazy. You putting together a bow constrictor enclosure for the bow constrictor. Have you got a bow constrictor, or are you just getting an enclosure just in case one happens upon happens, you know, to come by? You know, that's crazy. Shouts out to the whole damn crew. Shouts out to Maz, that meaning wave autonomous zone. We got people constructing enclosures for boa constrictors. What the heck? What's everybody doing anyway? And uh all that. That's crazy. I mean, Nintendo Joe says more lies than the government. Yeah. Rachel Tracy's the healthiest verse of all time. Very healthy verse, yes. You know. Nice thing is, though, all of the hypocritical stuff I was talking about in that song, I don't do none of that anymore. So that's cool. That's great. I I, uh, I cleansed myself of all of them sins, which is nice. I mean, that's the first step to redemption. You know, you got to admit the ting. Write it down. If old memories still make you cry, you know, if shit you're doing still makes you cringe, write that shit down. A. The, the three transformations of the spirit. That's Nietzsche. That's the uh, prologue to Thus Makes Zarathustra. When you are a child, when you are young, you are a camel. The camel gets down on its knees and says, put a load on me. This is obedience. This is receiving the instruction and information that your society knows you must have in order to live a competent life. When the camel is well loaded, he gets up on his feet and runs out into the desert where he becomes transformed into a lion. The heavier the load, the more powerful the lion. The heavier the load, the more powerful the lion. The heavier the load, the more powerful the lion. The function of the lion is to kill the dragon. And the name of the dragon is Thou Shalt. And on every scale of the dragon there is a Thou Shalt imprinted. Some of it comes from 2,000 years, 4,000 years ago. Some of it comes from 
yesterday morning's newspaper headlines. When the dragon is killed, the lion is transformed into a child. An innocent child living out of its own dynamic. Here at Maz, baby, we're going in. I'm mad grateful for, uh, well, I'm super grateful. I am grateful for Joseph Campbell in general, you know. Super grateful for Joseph Campbell. Super grateful for Redding Nietzsche. Nietzsche, Nietzsche. That song's called Zarathustra's Prologue. That is unreleased. I look forward to one day releasing it when we secure the rights, you know. Ah. Grateful for the day, baby. I'm grateful for uh, Scott Adams. You know, Scott Adams, uh, aside from his own books, he shared this great reading list, this wonderful, wonderful reading list. That was uh, He called it the Persuasion Reading List. You know, it was basically a series of books held to uh, get you good at persuasion, you know. And it was like a semester. He organized it like a real good university, you know. And the first semester was like 10 books, and the idea with those books were to convince you that people are very persuadable. You know, because uh, you're not going to be able to persuade anybody if you don't believe that people are persuadable. 
And one of those books was called The Power of Habit. You know, and that taught me a lot of what I, I, I know about habits now uh, and utilize, you know, the, uh, the power of habits, how you can use habits to really like level up your life by introducing useful habits, you know, and removing useless ones. And the first step to doing that is just to pay attention to them, you know, just, just have a look, just do an audit. You know, I do a quarterly audit and uh, I do a monthly mini one, a quarterly big one, I check in, I go, what am I doing? Habitually. And oftentimes I'll be doing stupid shit that's not useful. You know what I mean? And like I was talking about earlier, sometimes I will have had a good habit and I didn't even realize it and then I'll have lost it, you know? So habits are good, man. And I got a real nice song with Naval about just that thing. Human beings are entirely creatures of habit. Yeah. Young children are born with no habit loops. They're essentially born in blank slates. And then they habituate themselves to things and they learn patterns and they get conditioned and they use that to get through everyday life. And habits are good. Habits are good. Habits are good. Habits can allow you to background process certain things. Habits are good so that your frontal lobe stays available to solve brand new problems. So unconsciously pick up habits in the background and we keep them for decades and we may not realize that they're bad for us. So we're ready to move on from them. To some extent, you know, our attitude in life, our mood, our happiness levels, depression levels, these are also habits. Do we judge people? as well. You absolutely need habits to function. You cannot solve every problem in life as if it's the first time it's thrown at you. But what we do is we accumulate all these habits and we put them in the bundle of identity, ego, ourselves, and then we get attached to that. I'm Shane. This is the way I am. I'm involved. This is the way I am. It's really important to be able to uncondition yourself, to be able to take your habits apart and say, oh, okay, well, that, that's a habit that I probably picked up from when I was a toddler and I was trying to get my parents' attention. <laughs> and now I've just reinforced it and reinforced it and reinforced it and I call it part of my identity. But is it serving me anymore? Is it making me happier? Is it making me healthier? Is it making me accomplish whatever I want to set out to accomplish right now? And so I think you can uncondition yourself. You can untrain yourself. It's just harder. It takes work. It takes effort. And usually the big habit changes come when there's strong desire motivators attached to them. Habits are good. Habits are good. Habits are good. Habits are good. That song was amusing me then. I was finding it difficult to listen to it without thinking of Hobbits. And I was like, yeah, Hobbits are good too. Hobbits are good. And that's one of them things that often really annoys me. My wife will do that. She'll like, 
spot a thing in one of in one of my songs and it'll sound like I'm saying something and she'll say that and it'll be funny I'll be like don't you spoil my song but like I like the idea Hobbits are good because they are come on Hobbits are so good was there ever a bad Hobbit and don't say Gollum he wasn't he was you know he was perverted by the power of the ring you know what I mean that's what messed up Gollum he wasn't inherently bad or evil you know what I mean it was that goddamn ring that messed him up you know what I mean because you saw that shit happening to Frodo too that ring was like you know what I mean? In the darkness, bind them. You know what I mean? We've seen a lot of that going on right now. You know, we've seen a lot of that in the darkness, bind them. You know what I mean? you got to be careful not to just, like, project the evil of the ring of, like, you know, Sauron and that shit onto those poor little golems. You know what I mean? I think those golems, there's a bunch of those little golems. We could save them, maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe if we brought them into mass and exposed them to the epic power of Meaning Wave, we could save some of them little golems. You know what I mean? And maybe then they'd stop being so, uh, you know, wretched. <laughs> You know? She. Oh, what a glorious thing. Making it beautiful. Make it, make it beautiful. You know what I mean? That's one thing you can do with habits, you know what I mean? You can, you can, uh, you can set in place a whole bunch of habits that will help you to, uh, you know, bring that beauty into the world that we were talking about earlier. Because beauty will save the world. That's what Dostoevsky said, you know what I mean? And, like, he, he wasn't no thicky. You know what I mean? He was a smart cookie. He was a smart cat. He said beauty will save the world. So how's about we make it beautiful, huh? You know what you... There's no call to higher being. You know what you... This is also why... Yeah. You know, I've, I've mentioned to people that they should clean up their rooms. It's become quite the internet meme. But I'm really serious about it because it's really hard to do that. And it isn't just that you clean it up. You also have to make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. 
Shouts out to the chat. Shouts out to the grateful chat. The, ch- the chat's just being real cute and grateful. If you're listening to this on the replay and you're not looking at the chat, you know, the chat's being real grateful. It's very nice, you know. Uh, Joshua Barcine says, Word, share the stream, guys. You never know, it'll hit the right person at the right time. It'll propel them forward. We should be lights for all our loved ones and so forth and so on. That's correct, Joshua Barcine, you smart cookie. You. God bless you. God bless you, baby. Um, yeah, where'd all that gratitude go? It's back up here. You read, 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 read. Uh, yeah, T.S. Duanis is grateful for chat. Yeah, shouts out to you. Uh, Mr. Nintendo Joe says, grateful for the Beatles, even Ringo. <laughs> what Ringo? Ringo gets so much shade. You know, what else did uh, your boy Nintendo Joe say that was actually smart and worth saying? Mr. Nintendo Joe says, Kim Kardashian, a hobbit. No, it wasn't that. That's just rude. Don't be rude about Kanye West's wife. Uh, you know, that's mean. God bless. Yeah. Um, Pippin was a bit of a mess up, says Mr. Nintendo Joe. Yeah, but, you know, he wasn't evil, was he? You know what I mean? He just needed a bit of uh, discipline. That Pippin. Yeah, Sauron, Sauron, that's it, was evil, but an idiot. No guards on Mount Doom. Come on. This is the point I'm always trying to make, right? I got homies who were like deep in certain conspiratorial worlds, you know? And uh, they're like mad worried about the, the, the evil powers that be, the puppet mastery type dudes and all that type of business. And I'm like, yo, look, come on, right? If they were that good, they'd have had this thing sewn up years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's evil, evil. There are, you know, I don't know. Like, then we go back on the evil. Yeah, there's evil in the world. There's definitely evil in the world. There's malevolence. There's evil. There's awfulness. And there's people who are trying to orchestrate things and do horrible things. Some of them, maybe they think they're doing it for good reasons. Others, others are just corrupted. Corrupted by the ring. Whatever, baby. But here's the thing. They ain't that smart. They ain't that smart. Because if they were that smart, they'd have had this thing locked up years ago. And they haven't. They haven't, and every time every, every time they try and implement something that's supposed to do something, it ends up having a, the opposite result. You know what I mean? The internet's supposed to enslave us, apparently, yet it frees us in so many ways. It brings us all together. It allows us to create mass, the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. You know what I mean? No guards at Mount Doom. Come on, that's always what happens. What was it your boy Grant Morrison used to say? They could put cameras on every corner, but nothing's going to stop the guards jacking off half the time. <laughs> Yo. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people don't know that this is uh, like four songs, three songs, 20 songs. This was one of the first songs I ever wrote. You know? Goes like this. I woke up at nine. I opened up my eyes. Figured it's time to rise. I threw the curtains open wide. I peeked outside. The weather was fine. I knew that was a sign that today would be a good day. Put the CD on. I jumped in the shower. Splashed and washed till I'm fresh like a flower Next grab a towel and I dry myself up I grab my best cause yes it's time to get dressed I rush white sucks, boo-boo boxes Clean white jeans and this amazing white top What zips down the side of my neck to my left shoulder blade Feel like I just got paid today, yeah Brushed my teeth and my hat and I popped my contacts in And I bend the containers, put on my trainers Out the front door, waved hi to the neighbors Oh, what a glorious thing Waking up in the morning, baby, oh, what a glorious thing, get to have a whole day, oh, what a glorious thing, waking up in the morning, baby, oh, oh, what a glorious thing, get to have a whole day, so I hop on my stolen bike and ride down the Kingsland Road, whoa, 
Bouncing over speed bumps, cars bump pedals The way I ramp that blank, I deserve a freaking medal Petrol fumes, the looms as my bike zooms I get stuck behind a bus, it's rough and a cop <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me, when the sun is blistering, I really ought to take an antihistamine. As I get stressed again, I see how to split my vest again. I vex my dress till I'm depressed again. No way, passes I drop by the office. Check out my email, females blowing up my inbox. Boom. Soon though, I'm up again. Headed to the park, hook up with my people. We kick ball into the stack, then I'm off to rock a show. Yeah, baby, kicking dog rhymes in the summertime. Oh, what a glorious thing. Waking up in the morning, baby, oh, what a glorious thing, you get to have a whole day, oh, what a glorious thing, waking up in the morning, baby, oh, oh, what a glorious thing, you get to have a whole Hey, hey, come on now. All together now, Maspa. Yeah, that's right, chap. Waking up in the morning is indeed ace. Of course, if I was to write that song now, it'd be like, Welcome about six. Yeah, I might have to do it. Yeah, yeah, I might have to do that. Yeah, I woke about six, streaming on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Woke about six, uh, 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 by 7 a.m. I was streaming on Twitch every day for all the people. Maz, shout out to the guy that built that steeple on the Church of Meaning. Oh, what a feeling. Hey, hey. Yeah, baby. That's how we rock now. I'll be getting up at 6 in the morning, baby. I'm doing that Twitch show. Twitch at 7 a.m. every morning. Meaning Wave vibes at 7 in the morning every day. Did you know that? Maybe you didn't know that. Maybe you were not aware, but now you are, baby. And, uh, you know, I just got to do a big shout out to the chat. I got to do a big shout out to everybody locked in. And I got to do a major league shout out. A major, major league shout out to the gods. Yeah, it's that meaning stream number 92, The Gratitude Show. We just mad grateful, baby. It's a beautiful time to be alive. Here at the peak of recorded human civilization. Here at Maz, the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. You know, we all together in here. It's just beautiful, baby. Come on. I had good grandparents, a good mother and father, a good sister, good teachers, good servants, relatives, friends, nearly everything good, and I never lost control of myself with any of them, although I had it in me to do that, and I might have easily, but thanks to the gods, I was never put in that position, so I escaped that test. I was never put in that position And so I escaped that test And then I wasn't longer raised by my granddad's girlfriend 
And I didn't lose my virginity too early And didn't enter adulthood until it was time Hell, I put it up That I had someone as a ruler and father Who could keep me from arrogance To live in a palace without bodyguards Without fancy dresses or torches or statues or such like show That you can live much like a regular person Not remiss in action or careless a ruler When carrying out official obligations I had the kind of brother I did One whose character challenged me to improve my own One whose love and affection enriched my whole life Though my children weren't born Stupid or physically deformed But I wasn't more talented Electrical poetry could have consumed me if I had said progress Might never have given them up That I conferred on the people who brought me up The honors that they seemed to want early on Instead of putting them off Since they were still young With the hope that I'd do it later That I knew Apollonius and Rusticus and Maximus that I was shown clearly and often what it would be like to live as nature requires Thanks to the gods they did all they could Through their gifts that inspiration To ensure that I could live as nature demands Thanks to the gods But mine Cause I didn't pay attention To what they told me To what they told me Practically step by step That my body has held out For so long through such a life That I never laid a finger On Benedicta or Theodosius Even later I was overcome by passion I recovered even though Often quarreled with Rusticus I never did nothing that I regretted later I know my mother died young She spent her last years with me And if I ever wished to have someone in need I was never told that I had another me That I was never put in that position myself Of having to take something from somebody else That I have the wife I do Obedient, loving, humble That my children had competent teachers And for the remedy shown me in dreams When I was coughing blood When my head was spinning, spinning, spinning when I had an inclination to philosophy I didn't fall into the hands of any sophist That I didn't waste my time on rises of history Or in the resolution of syllogisms Or occupy myself about an investigation of appearances in the heavens For all these things require the help of the gods and fortune Thanks to the gods they could Through the That I could live as nature demands Thanks to the gods They did all they could Through the gifts of help inspiration To ensure that I could live as nature demands
to the Maz. Thank you to Maz. Thank you to the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. Thank you to everybody locked in. Thank you, DS Duenas. Thank you, DS Duenas Mama. R.I.P. Mama. I too am grateful that she saw you graduate and saw you dating your wife. And you know, she, she sees you, baby. Wherever she is, she sees you, and she sees you what a king you are. She sees what a king she raised. You know? And we're grateful to her. We're grateful to all the mamas of all of our Meaning Way brothers and sisters who raised these beautiful beings that are gathered here today, gathered here before us, gathered here amongst us, gathered here together with us at Mass, that Meaning Way autonomous zone. Shouts out to all the fathers who raised their children right, who stayed, and who acted as excellent examples. Because that's the most powerful thing you can do, is be that example. You know, be that example, be that template, be that reason for being. That's the most powerful thing you can do, baby. Be the best you you can be. Be that fully, 100% you. 100% optimal ultimate you. That's the best thing you can do. Best thing you can do, baby. That's all we. That's all we ask. That's all we ask here at Maz. You know, come in here, baby, and be the best you you can be. That ain't much to ask, is it? You know what I mean? We don't. We don't ask you to do nothing. We don't want you to go out there and break nothing. We don't want you to hurt nobody. You know, we just want you to be the 100% best you you can be, baby. That's all we want you. That's all God wants. That's all any. That's all anyone, anyone uh, with your best interests in mind wants. That's all anyone with the best interests of us as a thing wants. Anyone who says otherwise, they're capping and they're up to something creepy, baby. Don't don't pay attention to them. Yeah. Shouts out to everyone who's supporting this thing, supporting this wave. You know, without you, there ain't nothing. You know, I can't do this shit without your support, baby. What am I gonna do? You know what I mean? Shouts out to Cosmic Fine. Shouts out to C D R T E J. Shouts out to One Slick Mama and Mr. Nintendo Joe. X Hammer Thirteen Thor. Honestly, I was so I like I could have cried when I heard that when I read that message. Because X Hammer 13 Thor been telling us about, you know, his, his trials and tribulations. We're trying to get a better job that pays him better because he's because he deserves it, you know. And he got it, baby. He sent us that message and let us know. And uh, that was a beautiful thing to read, you know. X Hammer 13 Thor uh, says, I appreciate your music mixes that have helped through some rough times. Good news. I will be working at a better, bigger and better paying dealership in town. <laughs> I got the new job today. Carry on and carry the dawn. Isn't that beautiful? That filled my heart with such joy. He says, I decided. I decided to... Get after it. Yeah. And that's all you got to do, baby. It's just a decision. You know, it's just a decision that you make. You're going to get after it or not. You're going to do it or not. You're going to go forth. You're going to be mighty or you're going to sit around bitching. You know? 
And I would always suggest to go forth and be mighty. I mean, that's pretty much what I suggest every day to everybody I come across, really. Thank you, One Slick Mama. Thank you, Mr. Nintendo Joe. It says, listen to Jam on Revenge album. Okay, I will check that out. Jam on Revenge album. Marionette. Thank you. Thank you, Cameron Smith. Thank you, DS Duenas. Thank you, James Scunn. Thank you, Walking Mole Poet. Thank you, everyone who supports this thing. If you want to support the wave, you can always go over to meaningwave.com and buy yourself some shirts. You can always go to Bandcamp and download some music. You can always join the channel. You can always become a patron. You can always smash that like and you can always ring your mum and tell her the good news. Meaning Wave exists! Hurrah! The thing we always wanted to exist exists. That music that fucking that edifies your soul and your heart and your mind and all that thing and is also jamming. It's also hard. It's also beautiful and excellent. All the things. My God, it exists. Finally, it exists. Not only does it exist, but that guy who makes it puts out music every week. Every single week, he puts out music. And not only does he put out music, he, he DJs on the internet. It's crazy. And not only does he DJ on the internet, he doesn't do it once, or once in a while. He does it every day. Not only does he do it every day, he does it twice a day. He does it in the morning. So if you happen to be in Lithuania, you can catch that stream. And he does it in the evening. So if you happen to be in California, you can catch that stream. That's crazy. And Mama's like, damn, really? And you're like, yes, yes, yes. Ring on Ethel and ring the homies and tell everyone at the church. The good news is here. Meaning Wave exists. God damn. What a time to be alive. Yeah. So we say thanks to the gods. We say thanks to the gods here at Maz at the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. We say thanks to the gods. And do you know why we say thanks to the gods? Do you know why? We say thanks to the gods. Not just for blessing us with beautiful people in our community like Dill 2, you know, and Rachel Tracy, and Rachel Shy, Shy Husblini, and uh, Ivan, or Ivan, you know. Not just because of that. We say thanks to the gods because we are grateful. We are grateful to the gods, and that's why we say thanks. That's what you do, cause and effect. We're grateful, so we say thanks. Why are we grateful? Well, I will tell you why we're grateful, baby. I'll tell you right now in the form of song. A song ghost-written by an epic human who existed 2,000 years ago and still does. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself The people I deal with today will be meddling, ungrateful, arrogant, dishonest, jealous, and surly. They are like this because they can't tell good from evil But I have seen the beauty of good and the ugliness of evil And have recognized that the wrongdoer has a nature related to my own major key Not of the same blood or birth but the same mind And possessing a share in the divine Not of the same blood or birth but the same mind And possessing a share in the divine So none none of them can hurt me, no one can implicate me in ugliness, nor can I feel angry at my relative or hate it. We were born to work together like feet, hands and eyes, like the two rows of teeth, upper and lower. To obstruct each other is unnatural. To feel anger at someone, to turn your back on him, these are obstructions. Yo, discard your first for books so you won't die in bitterness. But in cheerfulness and truth, grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart. Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart. Discard your first of books so you won't die in bitterness. But in cheerfulness and truth, grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart. 
Wait, we'll do the girls with the bottom of your heart This guy's your first for books, so you won't die in bitterness But in cheerfulness and truth Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart Whatever this is that I am It is flesh, a little spirit and intelligence Throw away your books Stop letting yourself be distracted That is not allowed Instead, as if you were dying right now Despise your flesh A mess of blood Pieces of bone A woven tangle of nerves Veins, arteries Consider what the spirit is, air, and never the same, air, but vomited out and gold in again every instant. Finally, the intelligence. Think of it this way, you're a whole man. Stop allowing your mind to be a slave, to be jerked about by selfish impulses, to kick against fate and the present, to mistrust the future. What is divine is for the providence. Even chance is not divorced from nature, from the inweaving and infolding of things governed by providence. Everything proceeds from it. And then there is necessity and the needs of the whole world, of which you are a part. Whatever the nature of the whole does and whatever serves to maintain it is good for every part of nature. The world is maintained by change in the elements and in the things they compose. That should be enough for you. Treat it as an axiom. Treat it as an axiom. Discard your first for books so you won't die in bitterness, but in cheerfulness and truth. Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart. Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart. Discard your first for books so you won't die in bitterness, but in cheerfulness and truth. Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart. What a glorious thing, waking up in the morning, baby. Oh, what a glorious thing, you get to have a whole day. Hey, oh, what a glorious thing. Waking up in the morning, baby. Oh, oh a glorious thing. Get to have a hole. Discard your first the books, so you won't die in bitterness. But in cheerfulness and truth, grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart. Grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart. Discard your first the books, so you won't die in bitterness. But in cheerfulness and truth, grateful to the gods from the bottom of your heart. How many extensions the gods gave you and you didn't use them? At some point you have to recognize what world it is that you belong to, what power rules it and from what source you spring, that there's a limit to the time assigned to you and if you don't use it to free yourself it will be gone and will never return. Hey. Make some noise, Maz. Make some noise, Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. Make some noise, beautiful citizens of this Wave Nation. Wave Nation. Whose turf is this? Huh? Whose turf is this? Our turf. This is our turf. I mean, that's just true. It is. Ooh, hello. 
Yes, this is our turf, it's our turf, and uh, we shall regulate accordingly. You dig, we shall regulate accordingly. And we've been regulating accordingly uh, on a daily basis. A daily basis. Not a single day have we missed. We've been here every day since March 16th, 2020. March 16th, 2020. So that means tomorrow we'll be marking three months of meaning streams. Three months of meaning streams tomorrow. That's tomorrow, baby. Tomorrow is our third three-month birthday tomorrow. Imagine that. Imagine that. Three months. And, um... <laughs> it's, yeah. If if anybody wants to re-watch that first stream, anyone who, uh, you know, people of community, the community of Maz... People of Maz who like to, who are archivists, perhaps, or people who like to pay attention to things. If anyone would like to rewatch that stream ahead of tomorrow, and uh, go to the Discord and post in that um, meaning stream section of the Discord any little video clips or screenshots or any little things you find in there that you think might be appropriate to consider now. I have never rewatched that stream, and I don't have time to rewatch my own streams. Frankly, I've got to make albums, you know. I've got a very epic album that I need to be uh, working on right now, so I can't do that. I would like to do that. But if any of you have got a spare moment to rewatch that video and see if you can find anything, uh, please do and at me in the Discord tomorrow, and I'll check in on that before the broadcast. I do remember in that first broadcast that uh, I declared that I would do it for a week, and that seemed like an awful big deal. That seemed like a big commitment, but it was like, all right, shit's crazy. We're in quarantine. Might laugh, might it might go on for a week or more, a bit more than a week. We don't know. So I said, I promise you that I'll be here. You know, every every day, as long as you need me. And uh, and here we are. You know, nearly three months later, it'll be three months tomorrow. I remember I said that. So if anyone has time and wants to go check that previous stream and see if there's anything we should. Uh, we should pay attention to and discuss tomorrow because tomorrow we're having our third anniversary month anniversary stream tomorrow and uh, I'm looking forward to that sometimes it's good to go back into the past just so you can see where you are you know see how those incremental improvements have gotten you you know see how see you know see if they've gotten you anywhere have you got any further are you any are you any more powerful than you were back then? Are you any better, any more useful in the world? How are things? How have things changed? All that type of business. Valvinus says, The Civic is still good, if anyone was wondering. I was. I was wondering, Valvinus. And, uh, oh, while I've got you here, you wanted to know um, what that song I played the other day was, wasn't it? And uh, it was a version of Everywhere. The feel-good rhythm. All right, so there's a feel-good rhythm. Which is basically uh, a sort of uh, a dancehall version of a Fleetwood Mac song, you know, called Everywhere. It was called the Feel Good Rhythm. And a busy signal hit the Feel Good Rhythm, and he did Everywhere on top of the Feel Good Rhythm. So that's what it was. That's Busy Signal with Everywhere, the Feel Good Rhythm. That's that song you wanted to hear again, Valvina. So shout out to you. Shout out to everybody locked in. Thank you for being here. You know? Valvinus Happy said, my hips never felt like that. God bless you. Yeah, it's one of those records. That was one of my... I used to do a thing called Nuke of the Week back in the day when I was focusing on Instagram and building my Instagram when that was the priority. And uh, I did a thing called Nuke of the Week on there and I'd highlight a song that was my Nuke of the Week. And every, that was one of my Nukes of the Week. Business Signal everywhere. It's one of those records that uh, just, just brings so much joy, you know. 
And that's one of the things we, re we really try and do here on the Meaning Stream. We try to bring joy. You know, this is one of the things that we try, try and do here at the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone of Mass. We want to bring joy. We want to create joy. We want to foster joy. Joy is very, very important. You know, joy is power. Joy is fuel. Joy will do uh, incredible things. You know, joy will infuse you with incredible powers, baby. And then you can go out there in the world and you can make it beautiful. You know? And that's how you save the world, baby. Beauty will save the world. And uh, you, you, you have the power to make it beautiful, baby. So you've got the power to save the world. How about that? Make it beautiful. You know, it's the opposite of what certain people are doing and saying. And God bless them. They want, they want to save the world. They think that the best way they can save the world is, is by doing the opposite of that, making it gross and ugly. And uh, the only way to cancel out that baby is with beauty. Make it beautiful. Be beautiful. All right. So thank you for being here. You are beautiful. And uh, I pray that, uh, you know, I pray that the beauty the world needs uh, comes into the world, baby. And I pray that we all have the strength to do that, you know, to make it as beautiful as uh, it deserves to be. As uh, it deserves to be for us and for our children and their children and for all those that follow, baby. Make it beautiful. And make it back here tomorrow for our three-month anniversary party. And make it to Twitch at 7 a.m. For, uh, for the morning stream, the morning show, the Meaning Wave morning show live on Twitch. You know? And <laughs> let's do that with International Vibe 5. Uh, let's get on the right camera, you know? Let's, uh, what you gotta do, what you gotta do, you gotta cock back. Why is it at the end of the stream lately, every, my sound starts falling apart? It's blessed. It's held up for most of the stream. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, equipment. Thank you, spaceship. And thank you, guys. Three, two, one. Bye, five, baby. Goodbye. Sweet dreams. God bless. See you all tomorrow. Thank you for being here. I love you. Mwah.